You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Bellotto, joined as always by Chris Flum. And we are here today to discuss a position group, Chris, that in the 2021 season, was probably one of the worst position groups I've seen since I've been following the New York Giants, and that is, of course, the linebacker position. Obviously, injuries played a factor with Blake Martinez going down in Week 3 against the Falcons, but the 2021 season and the linebackers on this team, it was not pretty. No, it w- and to say that the Giants had their worst linebacker play in recent memory – last year is really saying something because that is a position they have really struggled with. Uh, Honestly, since Antonio Pierce, since his career ended with a neck injury yet linebacker play has just not been a strength of the giants really in a long, long time. It, they just can't seem to either fill the position or get it right for any length of time. And they haven't been investing any high draft capital into the position. We all know that the last time they selected a linebacker in the first round was, what, Carl Banks going back to the 1980s. It's been quite a while since the Giants have really paid attention to that specific position group. And if we go back to last season, we thought it was all hunky-dory. You have Blake Martinez. You have Tay Crowder. You know, Tay Crowder, he's Mr. Irrelevant. He is who he is. But for Mr. Irrelevant, I think you can say that he plays better than, you know, the last pick in the draft, but still not somebody you necessarily want starting on your defense but after Blake Martinez went down it was Tay Crowder and then you tried to put Reggie Ragland in this position to start that didn't work out so then you go and you sign Benardrick McKinney didn't work out Jalen Smith I felt like he flashed and he had more juice than I expected but the common thread with all of these linebackers after Blake Martinez went down was they were just never in the position to execute their run fits. They really struggled to read and diagnose the blocks on those lateral type of rushing concepts. So, and that's what most of the NFL runs, Chris, are these outside and stretch zone type runs. And a lot of the times the Giants can never get to their responsibility. And then the just whole continuity of the defense would be faltered because of that. Yeah, absolutely. And the defensive line last year, not playing up to the, standard it set for itself in 2020 that didn't help matters at all either not having Dalvin Tomlinson there to just eat up blocks and keep the linebackers clean so they could flow to the ball that that just really compounded everything so you had guys who were out of position weren't reading the run fits correctly and then getting blockers up working up to the second level pretty easily and we saw the Giants really start to get gashed on the ground in ways they hadn't been previously yeah and if you go back to the 2020 season the Giants were pretty damn solid on the ground and a big reason because of that was like you said Dalvin Tomlinson and obviously Blake Martinez but if we go to the 2022 depth chart 
right now, Chris. What do we expect from this linebacker position? Hopefully Blake Martinez is fully recovered and he'll be back starting as the middle linebacker. And then you're more than likely going to see Tay Crowder starting, but the Giants added several young players who I believe can compete for that starting position throughout the season. The Giants also get guys like Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin back. And we could talk about whether we think they're going to make the roster or what their role will be. But what is your projection for the starting linebacker next to Blake Martinez this season? You know, I I think Tay Crowder will get the first crack at it unless the Giants' other starting linebacker is not currently on the roster. Uh, It is, I think, always possible that another team will just have a a player that the Giants like who loses out on the numbers game and they are able to snatch him up on the waiver wire. Yeah, that I think is always a possibility because the Giants depth chart at linebacker, it just isn't, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence right now. Yeah, the young guys could step up, obviously. Mike McFadden, fifth round pick, Darian Beavers, uh, sixth round pick. Those guys have talent, they have potential. But right now, it's just that. Yeah, they haven't proven it on an NFL field yet. Uh, Carter Coughlin, Cam Brown, again, those guys could both be dark horses to make this team. But I think right now, the top of the depth chart is going to be Blake Martinez as the Mike and Tay Crowder as the, the Will linebacker, weak inside linebacker. I think that's what it will start as as well. And I think you bring up a really good point. And this is a point that applies to a lot of positions along this roster because there are some holes on this roster. And that is the Giants can add somebody after final cuts a la Quincy Roche last season, and then they can find a massive contributor in that player. But to circle back to Tay Crowder for a second, according to Pro Football Focus, out of all the linebackers that played at least 20% of their defensive snaps, Tay Crowder was the lowest-ranked linebacker in the league, right behind Alec freaking Ogletree. Like, that's disgusting to think about. And yeah, just going off the film, Tay Crowder wasn't great, but he does have flashes. It's not like he is an inept athlete. I feel like from a spatial awareness standpoint, he does a pretty poor job in coverage when he drops back, realizing and recognizing that there are routes coming behind him. And I also just feel like, like as I said a little bit earlier, he's never really in that great of a position, but he will flash at times because I do believe he is a pretty solid athlete. And when he actually processes every everything quickly and in a decisive manner, he can be effective. Do you see the same thing? Yeah. He, Tay Crowder is a solid athlete for an off ball linebacker. I, I Nobody's going to be confusing him with a safety. He doesn't have that kind of uh, Micah Parsons or Brian Urlacher type movement skills where you can just leave them out there in space and they can cover just huge swaths of field and get there in a hurry. But for what Tay Crowder is, for who he is, he is a solid athlete, and yet he did crank up a or crank out a bunch of tackles last year. He had 130 tackles, which is quite a lot. But just to put that in some perspective, he also played just under, and I mean just under, <laughs> 1,100 snaps on defense last year. He played 1,098 snaps, 94% of the defensive snaps last year. So, yes, he was a high-volume producer, but he had a lot of reps to make those tackles in. And just because a player has a lot of tackles doesn't necessarily mean that they were effective tackles. A lot, Like you said, he was out of position quite a bit you know, when he didn't have that kind of 
instinctive flash to start moving and just know where the play was going to go. So a lot of his tackles wound up a little bit further down the field than they probably should have been to just stop a play cold. It's kind of wild, man. Tay Crowder played the third most snaps out of anybody on that 2021 defense. James Bradbury played number one, and then Xavier McKinney played number two. And obviously James Bradbury is not there anymore. And the number four player is Logan Ryan at 1,003 snaps. He is obviously no longer there either. So the Giants losing a lot of snaps on this defense. And we broke down pretty extensively Darian Beavers and Micah McFadden on their rookie podcast that we dropped probably about a month ago if you guys want to scroll down for a more in-depth breakdown on both of those players but I do believe it's important to bring them up here because I think they could factor in to Wink Martindale's creative defensive personnel packages and I think low-key Michael McFadden can ultimately start at some point in this season if Tay Crowder continues to struggle put himself in position to execute his run fix. Micah McFadden fits this system really well. I think that will start and manifest itself in passing situations. But if he can prove himself to be more reliable than Tay Crowder in terms of filling the hole, stacking and shedding, playing peekaboo and winning that cat and mouse game against opposing running backs, then I think eventually this season we could see Micah McFadden starting next to Blake Martinez. And I also think what McFadden is able to do as a blitzer will help his case. Tay Crowder isn't, he wasn't used as a blitzer all that often. Yeah, last year he had three tackles for a loss and one quarterback hit, no sacks. Mike McFadden was a frequent blitzer in his defense last year with Indiana. They, they sent him on a blitz like, uh, I want to say pretty much every other passing down. He he wasn't he did not play in space all that often. He was almost always rushing the passer. And if you know Wink Martindale, you know he loves his blitzes. We harp on that pretty much any time we're talking about the defense, but it's pretty much always relevant. Yeah, that that uh, those aggressive blitz packages, uh, the desire to create pressure is kind of the foundation for his defensive philosophy and Mike McFadden fits into that very well just because of how experienced he is as a blitzing linebacker yeah and he was effective too it's not just experienced he was one of the best pressure linebackers in the NCAA last season and I think that's a big reason why the New York Giants are really interested in him he also has those leadership intangibles similar to a Darian Beavers who started his college career as an edge rusher at UConn and then transferred over to Cincinnati the state where he is from great state of Ohio then he started playing there kind of transitioned to a big linebacker I think he weighed in at the combine at like 236 237 or something like that but there's no chance that that dude is 237 pounds when he plays. He looks like he plays probably close to 250 pounds. And there are some good quality reps of Darian Beavers at edge last season against Notre Dame, where he's winning high side, using hand moves to separate from tackles and then making sacks in the pocket or on evading quarterbacks. So I think a unique player like Darian Beavers, we may not see him traditionally play, you know, right next to Blake Martinez all that often. I think on early downs he can because he is really, really strong at the point of attack and he does a good job stacking and shedding. But I think in passing situations, you want to get creative, you can put him on the edge. Now, obviously you're not going to do that 
in sub out Kayvon Thibodeau in that passing situation, but there are elements and reasons as to why you would put him out there. And I think he's versatile enough to handle a lot of res- different responsibilities. So I think Beavers will see snaps this season if he makes the team, which is not a guarantee. No, the, the Giants are going to have a lot of interesting decisions, a lot of difficult decisions with their depth chart, particularly as we've talked about, they've got a ton of wide receivers right now. They've got a ton of offensive linemen right now, and they're going to be cutting those depth charts basically in half during final cutdowns. And uh, Darian Beavers isn't just going to be competing against Carter Coughlin and Cam Brown for a, a roster spot. He's going to be competing against you know Marcus McKeithen on the offensive line and Colin Johnson at the at the wide receiver position. It, his competition is coming from all over the roster and the giants might be in a position where they have to try to sneak him over to the practice squad. And, you know, that could wind up getting him claimed by another team on the waiver wire, kind of like Quincy Roche last year. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home you need a tool to get the most out of your time away that's where Viator steps in you can book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And I think it really will come down to whether or not he can force the the coaching staff and front office's hand with his play during preseason. And Chris, there are two other players that kind of fall into that same category as Darian Beavers. Players that it's not certain that they'll make the team. They're classified as linebackers, but they're versatile enough to play edge, which I do believe will go in their favor. They were both late. 2020 round picks one was a sixth round pick the other was a seventh round pick and i think cam brown the sixth round pick has a better shot of making the team because he is a special teams ace but what is your opinion of cam brown and carter coughlin two players who have a role on this team if they make the team but also two players who are coming off of injury riddled seasons yeah i think you hit the nail on the head with cam brown he is probably a special teams player first yeah he at penn state he was kind of a Swiss army knife of a linebacker. He is, he's not as athletic as Lorenzo Carter is, but he has that same kind of build and game where yes, you can line him up as an edge because he's tall, long. He has enough size to do it, but he also has enough movement skills where you can drop him into space. You can, he can play as an off ball linebacker, but 
if he makes the team, it will be because of his special teams play. And I think we've seen that pretty clearly from his time on the field. Carter Coughlin, I think he is a player to watch through training camp and preseason because I think he could surprise people who have been sleeping on him and, again, force the Giants' hand into just not being able to cut him and just forcing his way onto this roster because he does have that off ball capability. He has the, the athleticism, the fluidity to play off ball as an inside linebacker, as a weak side linebacker, but he also has plenty of experience as an edge rusher and is a pretty good edge rusher. And now maybe with Wink Martindale, the Giants have a defensive coordinator who is willing to use an undersized player as an edge rusher. So I, I do believe that Darian Beavers, Cam Brown, and Carter Coughlin could all be vying for one role on this defense. And that's where it gets interesting to me because let's circle back to 2020. Carter Coughlin was a really talented edge rusher for the University of Minnesota during his junior season. So if you want to go back to 2019 and then 2020, he didn't have as much production and he had short arms and he wasn't as big as a lot of teams would like. So he falls all the way to the seventh round, but he was a productive edge rusher and he was very, very explosive, a quick 10 yard split, a really good athlete in the 40. And he ends up falling and the giants get him, and they plug him in as an edge in 2020 as a rookie. And he's pretty productive, you know, on a defense that overperformed, I think it's safe to say. And then last season, he makes his transition to linebacker because the Giants are weak at the linebacker position. And he ends up getting hurt. So we didn't get to see it. But as you said, he has the fluidity. As long as he can process it and handle all those responsibilities mentally, then I think he could be used and leveraged in this system. And in terms of Cam Brown, dude, there's just not a lot of six foot five guys with 34 inch arms who can move like he can. And I just think his abilities on special teams will probably secure a spot on this roster, despite the fact that he wasn't a Joe, that he was a Joe Judge guy. But I also think Thomas McGahee being here will also help the fact that one of his core special teamers from the previous regime is still on the roster and is still really talented in that area. So I'm wondering if there's going to be a camp battle more so between Carter Coughlin and Darian Beavers. And whoever wins that will make this roster. And I think it's interesting that you brought up the offensive line and the wide receiver position because you're right, dude. Those two position groups are going to be cut in freaking half. And some of these other position groups, it's going to be some talented guys that we find interesting that aren't going to make this team because it is very competitive this season. I'm not sure how much we could say about the Giants' depth right now. There are a lot of guys who need to prove themselves on the yes. field. However, the Giants do have a lot of guys right now. They, they have at the very least, a lot of bodies. So there are a lot of opportunities for guys to step up and prove themselves that could make for some very difficult decisions by the end of August. But right now, there's there are going to be a lot of roster-wide battles for spots, for roster spots in training camp. And hopefully that will really force everyone to up their game, to do everything they can to force their way onto the roster and make sure their spot is absolutely secure. You know, the special teams question, that is going to be very interesting. That is a great point to bring up that McGahee is still here. And so he has the most familiarity with this roster of anyone right now. But Joe Judge isn't here. So I don't know if we're going to see the same 
almost myopic focus on special teams that we saw the last couple of years where they were perfectly happy to set aside five or six roster spots for special teams aces. Yeah, I think when Joe Shane, Brian Dabal, Mike Kafka, Wink Martindale, when they all huddle up to make their final decisions on what this roster looks like, there will be specialists. There will be guys who make this team because of what they can do on special teams. Special teams are obviously important, but I think we're going to see a lot more guys chosen because of what they can do for, do for the offense or defense first. Yeah. And that's where I come in with Cam Brown. I'm I, he, his body and prototype seem to suggest that he can do something for your defense. We just haven't seen too much of it. We saw a little bit of it in year one last year. He was injured a lot of the time, didn't really necessarily play too many snaps on the defensive side of things. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that is handled by this new regime. And then one other player we should just bring up is Justin Hilliard, a 25-year-old who was on the team last year, was brought back this year. He is suspended for the first two games because, according to him, he mistakenly took a friend of his prescription that has an illegal substance in it so it's only two games but that doesn't bode well for his chances to make the team maybe the giants can cut him no one will claim him and they could squeak him back onto the practice squad and kind of take it from there not 100 percent sure how it's going to happen but just wanted to bring his name up yeah and you know i have to say he at the at the very least he did take ownership for his mistake he didn't deny it and appeal and go through all the things we tend to see when players kind of get busted for uh, PED use. He said, yep, I, I took it. I screwed up. It was a mistake on my part, but I own it. I accept the, uh, I accept the penalty that goes with it. So, you know, kudos to him for that, but that definitely does make his path to the roster a longer one. Maybe the Giants will be able to squeak him back through, but you know, like we said at the start, it's entirely possible that there the, there will be linebackers playing for the Giants in 2022 who are not currently on the roster. So I think this is one position where we, it it would make sense to kind of scout out the rest of the NFL and see if there are any kind of guys who are on the bubble for other teams, teams that have invested heavily in the, in the linebacker position, maybe some older veterans, maybe some younger guys who they just happens to be a stacked defense that the Giants could really use. And the one team that just popped in my mind when you said that is Jacksonville. And Jacksonville's defense is not great. They were not great last year, but they invested a first round pick in Devin Lloyd, the first overall pick in Trevon Walker. He's not really a linebacker, but you know, he's a versatile player up front. And they also spent a third on Chad Muma. So they have a lot of young players invested and they brought in Foyer Oluwakan from Atlanta. So you're looking at some of those guys on the back end of their roster. And I brought up their, their depth chart. They have like Shaq Quarterman is a player that I know had a lot of reps last year. He went to Miami. So players like that who have reps under their belt but might not be all that great, they can bring them in to possibly compete for a roster spot with these back-end guys. But the fact that the Giants spent two draft picks on rookies leads me to believe that those two will at least have the shot to earn their keep in training camp. I'm confident that Michael McFadden will. Darian Beavers, I think there is a little bit of a question around him. Yeah, and I I think another team to keep an eye on would be the Baltimore Ravens just because they are they are moving to a at least a little bit of a new defensive 
philosophy there. Obviously, Wink Martindale was there. He had a major say in acquiring a lot of the guys on their roster currently. So we could see the Giants put in a waiver claim on some Ravens linebackers if they happen to get cut. Yeah, and LJ Fort, 32-year-old, he's been with Wink Martindale for several years. He's still a free agent, as is Otaro Alaka. I don't know anything about Alaka, but I figured I would bring him up. I believe he was an undrafted guy back in like 2019 out of Texas A&M. Just has experience with Wink Martindale, and I always think it's important to pay attention to the relationships that players can have with former coaches because – I mean, just like any other business, networking is a huge thing and it can give you a chance to make a team and possibly we could see an LJ Ford, even though he's a little bit older on this roster, if something happens to any of the other linebackers. But Chris, do you have anything else on this current 2022 New York Giant linebacker depth chart? You know, I think we've covered it pretty well. Uh, yeah, probably caused the, uh, the Beezer Brigade a little bit of pain. I apologize for that, but also I... I didn't assemble this depth chart. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please like and leave a comment. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and head on over to BigBlueView.com and check out all of our written content about your beloved New York football giants. Take care, everybody, and have a good and lovely day. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.